This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. 
by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What what are you doing on that vacation there? I I had to access my GitHub account, Uh and I was doing some coding, and then I I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's fast enough. That's what they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN expressvpn.com slash nextlander thanks expressvpn hello everybody and welcome back to the nextlander podcast it is november it is either November 3rd or November 4th, depending on when you're getting this release. But I am, as always, Vinny Caravella, and as always, I'm joined by Brad Shoemaker. Haha, <laughs> I got this release yesterday. I found the torrent. Zero day. Yeah, that's right. Razor 1911. Uh-huh. Yes. That's all I got. That's my crack music behind you. Greets Shout to, outs to the, yeah. Greets to Vindog, nine eleven. Okay, anyway, Alex, yes. <laughs> you're also here. Greets to Alex, uh, uh, never never under, I, there's so much lingo in there, I can't even repeat it, like, never underestimate the flip of an Alex on, on my down low whip top. What are you guys um, doing reading the text files in that shit? Just like it's, it's not, not a it's the best part. Yeah. It is the best part, dude. That is a uh, time capsule of internet culture circa nineteen ninety nine. You know, some say. some time capsules are left buried. Best left buried is one. Are there my... still key gens and crackers, or are we all um, beyond that? They exist. Yeah, I mean it's everything like is a subscription now. now, so it's kinda like can't really key gen a subscription anymore. Yeah, I get well they, like you like I don't listen, I really, really don't know, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> Dude, like all software is either open source or a hundred dollars a month now. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's seriously. The, basically the two ends of the spectrum. I think all the I'm, last- sa- <laughs> I'm not out here to tell people that they need to go out and pirate Adobe products, but <laughs> if you wanted to go out and pirate Adobe products, there are still ways to I, go out there and pirate Adobe products. I'm sure people I, block calling home, right? Like they block oh, probably yeah. probably. 
probably. I, dude, I would settle for a modestly priced, reasonable Photoshop competitor. I would happily mm. pay some uh, some amount of money for something that replicates like 80% of the Photoshop. I mean, there are things on the web you can use. Like I use Pixlr sometimes yes. if I just want to do a quick yes, one. I'm but a, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Photo P. Yeah. You know, there's a big, there's a, there's a problem. You, you get mass. Okay. You need mm-hmm. an open format standard. That's yes. the biggest thing, mm-hmm. right? Is because when you're sharing files around, especially with clients and stuff, it just becomes too easy to be like, just send me the PSD, right? And you're like, oh, I got this other thing. It's going to interpret these things differently, or you have to bake stuff in. I mean, this isn't my realm. This is more my wife's realm and design stuff. But, um, you know, you don't want to get a format that's like, I don't, I got to go through seven conversions to open this thing, and it still looks a little funky. I guess the minimum version for that is like, you get a spreadsheet, right? And you're like, oh, this is formatting weird in Google Sheets, or this is looks weird, or my PowerPoint's weird is the very XLS or nothing, motherfucker. That's right. Just give me my uh, give me my comma delineated uh, CSV. That's right. Just, just give me a C. Just let's just go back to, to ASCII text for excuse me UTF eight text for hey, everything. Hey, right. uh, uh, slightly on this subject, this is a thing maybe you guys know more about than I do. What okay. the fuck is a WebP, and why is that a thing that keeps coming up every like <laughs> half the time? I try to right click and download an image off Google. I do you know how there's a ping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Google decided that they wanted their own version of ping. I mean, is that what it is? It's a I, different. It is a different lossless format. Ping, ping is a lossless image format, and so is WebP. But it is, I believe, entirely conceived by Google. But so I, is the uh, WebP thing like a security thing? Because I feel like I found it mostly on sites that seem like they are trying to specifically prevent you from downloading their images. Mm, I think it's just that it's not that well supported. Okay. There might also be, I don't know if you really want to get into this. Mm. I think there might be licensing issues there because you can download like a WebP library that will allow you to open that locally much more easily. Okay. Like, you have to kind of like opt into WebP support and stuff, which suggests that maybe there is some license thing going on there. Yeah, but like the first I, time I... Also, I, th- I think it just hasn't been that widely adopted as well. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, the first time I started really running into it, at some point, IMDB moved all of their Google image res- search results from there, and I was, like, downloading movie posters to put in my Plex server. Mm. And it was just all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I can't get to this stuff unless I go through Google image search. I can't just fucking pull it off their website anymore. Like, they're trying to block you from getting any of that stuff. So no, I don't, I don't that's what I assumed. Like that. okay, Web piece. I'm sure yeah, somebody like, knows in our Discord. I mean, they have answered it already. They know yeah. exactly what a WebP is, and they own it. You know what's nice? JPEGs. Try it. Mm, Which one? What do you if, like? Do you what like? What if a, you didn't lose information? Though? Well, pings are fine too. PNGs, I'm totally no. down with. It's tiff all day. Says, Ooh, boy! Yeah. Ooh, look at this! Yeah. Look at this baller over here. Uh-huh. Big spender, big biter. I'm That's going right. back to bitmaps. This guy's I, just fucking slinging bites left and right, man. I Mr. dislike Mr. when Mr. Money is, bags over here. It is a, a JPEG extension on it. There's something, something about I, that I don't like. You know what it is? Oh. It's that, that you know that image has been sitting on the internet for too long. <laughs> you, mean, you mean a four letter extension? Ah, uh, it's just not Which right. Is a this crime is, against nature. Don't do it. Who does that? I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about that JPEG 2000 over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Personally, Web P, Web M, Web P. Web P. There's also Web M. That's right. Um, real, real movie. That's right. Dot RMs or nothing. That's, uh, give Ugh. it to me. Uh, speaking of comma, deli- I'm speaking of CSVs, I went to the CVS, got my uh, got my, my my flu and my my booster, my flu right into you. just the plain plain text right into your arm. This comma is just uh, vaccine comma booster. Dude, uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about it. I mean, I guess you brought it up, so you probably do. But like, I mean, 
What's I have up? to salute you for stacking vaccines on the same day. Get one in each arm, give them I, to me. I've got limited I thought, time. I thought about doing the same, and I was like, you know, let's, let's maybe uh, space it out a little bit just in case. The only problem was I went there, and then I had made the appointment, and then I got the flu. I, you know, I, I kind of tacked the flu one on as like the extra fries, and then went there. They gave me the flu one, and they're like, okay, you're good. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm getting the, the booster. And she's like, I don't, have, I don't have you in my, my iPhone app uh, for that. And I was like, I definitely am. This is what I signed up for. So I had to go back, wait there, check back in, come back around. And then she's like, oh, okay. And, you know. It wasn't that big a deal, but definitely added another half hour to my thing. And then they're like, okay, you got to wait 15 minutes and like tooling around inside of C- CSV, tooling around inside of CVS for 15 minutes. Is that that much to look at? Like how many no. different deodorants or? Oh, you know, they got a nice stack of uh, weird religious books up next to the pharmacy <laughs> if you yeah, want to no, peruse no mag- those. No magazine rack? I did not touch go near There is a magazine rack, but there's a special little rack that is just like you can tell is sponsored by some sort of like religious publisher. It's just all their little pamphlets and books that just sit Mm. there and it's like nothing you've ever fucking heard of in your life. But, you know, if you like God, I guess there you go. There's your books. I uh, I went and I I stuffed in, you know, those uh, Next Lander zines I've been making in my basement. Mm -hmm. I went and I just stuffed a bunch of those in there. Uh, Gorilla marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, you know, they're like three pages. It's got a real cool thing on some upcoming masterpiece transformers and some, uh, some uh, uh, summaries of our Resident Evil uh, hijinks and yeah, it's, it's and, really and, and some greets and shout outs at the end. It turns out <laughs> some mm-hmm. greets and shout outs and uh, a breakdown of all the times from Hitman. It's a it's mm-hmm. a really good one this week. You're not going to want to miss the next Lander Zine. Get on that, folks. You're listening to the Next Lander podcast. We are here on episode twenty two. Ooh, November, man. I feel like I had, um, I feel a ra- I had a ragged week, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't get a chance to play too, too, too much. Um, but I did play a little bit here and, uh, uh, I was on my docket were a couple of games and we'll get to those a little bit later. Actually, I'll just say, we're going to talk a little bit more about a little bit of more inscription. I finally dipped into Eastward. We're going to talk a little more guardians and more darkest dungeon too. But before we get into that, the game I was, and have been looking forward to that I finished before this podcast is unpacking. Unpacking. Mm-hmm. Unpacking. You fully unpacked. This. I think I have fully you finished, unpacked. You finished unpacking, which is something I thought was impossible. Now I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but do I still have shit in boxes? Absolutely. Ten ten years in this building. Yes. I almost done. <laughs> Wait, really? In like your apartment? No, I am. I mean, there are no okay. boxes left. I'm being slightly flip, but only slightly. There might be some. St- it's less. It's less unpacking and more like. Do you just have like a little bit of stuff that never has a place? Yes, one hundred percent. It's called my house. Like, that's like two thirds of this office. Right? <laughs> that's that's what it really is, and it drives me fucking bonkers. Is everything should have its place, and then yeah. if you end up with something that just cannot find a place, well. it just floats. Brad, do I have the game for you? Oh, unpacking is a game about putting stuff in. It's play okay. So people who don't know what unpacking is, it's uh, we played a little bit of it during one of the demo days things. Yeah, it was during the, it. the the Steam Steam Summerfest, Steam Dreams. I don't know. Something yeah, okay. in June or July, we streamed some of that game. Uh, Twenty dollars available on PC, Switch, and Xbox. Also on Game Pass. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just fully released um, uh, on this week. I think uh, yesterday, as of this recording. So. It's a it's a charming game. It's it's kind of isometric pixel, very nice pixel art, um, very tight. I would say, very clean. Yeah, 
and it's it's a game about uh the the how do I describe it? The escalation of the game is starting in small rooms and unpacking boxes to put things in tidy, organized places. Yeah. And it escalates to bigger living areas. Yeah, like the way I would describe it is that it's scenes from a life. You know? Yeah. Like it starts out starts out in nineteen ninety seven and you so you are playing a, a lady or a young woman, like starts as like clearly a middle or high school student. Um, in what, 1997, I think? I think so. And then kind of just skips some number of years forward every so often, or when you finish a room. Each new move, yeah, like, basically, in your life. Yes, that's, that. yeah, that's definitely how it's actually defined. But, like, there's... It's like a life event, almost, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, like, man, there's so many things this game does really well, like, like surprisingly well. Like, the kind of ambient storytelling that is built into... So, like, all the entire gameplay loop is nothing but you start with one or more rooms in the place you've just moved into with mm-hmm. cardboard boxes piled up everywhere. You dump those Generally, out all over the yes. floor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it may go places. I'm oh, barely... don't, Do not dump them all over the floor. You do one box at a oh, time. Oh, dude. That is like my only actual complaint with the game is that that process, as as the boxes pile up in later levels, like just the process of pulling everything out of the boxes <laughs> takes like five minutes per level yeah. before you can actually get started on putting things away. But, but I, I, I you just, stack like, stuff on the floor, right? Like, that's what I do. I take oh, everything out of the box, stack like, it up on the floor, and unless there's an obvious place where that is the only place that thing should go, it just sits on the floor dude, until I'm ready. Smallest distance from the cursor has to move from box to floor to get the object out and go get the next one. Yep. <laughs> it's just a giant pile uh, uh, piling up around the box. I guess it is worth stating that, yes, you are, you are not controlling a character, per se. You are a mouse cursor clicking on boxes. It's not like you are, you know, this is no... Uh, walking up to the box, your character yeah, opens yeah. it. You just click the box and takes them out. Unless something changes, there are no humans in the game. It's just this kind of still life of mm-hmm. a room or multiple rooms. Um, like there's just, man, like I, I wish I had taken notes because I kept noticing little things as I was playing it. And also the reason I haven't finished it is because my partner also absolutely loves this game. And so I'm saving the rest of it for her, which has led to some interesting discussions as we have played through parts of it. Yeah, um, Sam walked in but, while I was playing it this morning and was like, oh, that looks adorable. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing this with you. You can play it on your own because yeah. you're going to tell me where to put everything and I don't want to do that. So I want you to have your time with it. I'm going to have my time with it. And that's how it's going to go. There, there are just like so many little details that they put a lot of thought into, you know, mm-hmm. like like the deeper in you get and the more elaborate your moving gets and the more stuff you accumulate because that happens to everybody like. Like, you get the thing of, like, oh, well, they put the socks in the wrong box. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yes. this was supposed to be kitchenware, but, like, right. why is there why is there a Game Boy in here? You know what I mean? Like, Well, there's that, a towel that, in here because you need a cushioning. You, right, you had to right. put this in the entertainment like, center because you need something to stop your VCR from banging around. Like that like that cliche of, like, one wrong object getting yeah. into the wrong box. Like, they, they do that really well. They have um, things that carry over with you throughout the decades. Like, uh, certain objects yes. will get dinged up and, you know. Yes. And you, you'll very much find yourself being like, oh, I still got this old chestnut, huh? Oh, you this mean the old, uh, the old toothbrush cup? Yeah, or a poster or something. Dude, that cup. I, did, I didn't notice if she's using the same toothbrush from year to year. I hope not. But, <laughs> but that cup toothbrush. Yeah. has been there. Like, it's, like that, that's kind of really the magic of the game to me is that like, you, you never meet this girl, but you learn a lot about her just by the mm-hmm. stuff she does choose to keep, the stuff she doesn't. Like, there are some kind of like light puzzly elements, I guess I would say like in the first area you have a diary and like the game makes it obvious if you put a thing where it can't go, like where it's not allowed to go. Cause it'll just yeah. like have a red highlight around it. You can turn that off, I think, but uh, yes, there is an accessibility yeah. mode where you can just put stuff anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, but, but you do get a little bit of storytelling like that diary. There's only, as far as I found, there was only one place in her bedroom that you could, that it was valid to put the diary and it was under yeah. her pillow, which I thought was really charming. 
I did get stuck at a place uh, at a point where I wanted to, I, I had an idea of something and I was like, I, I want to throw this away and it wouldn't let me throw it Ooh. away. And I had to, I had to put it somewhere that's just kind of hidden. I, I think like, I know which thing you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, well, there's a trash can in the bathroom. Let me just throw it away, and then I think I'm done with it. But, um, but I just had to like hide it somewhere. Some stuff, some stuff, I could not figure out exactly what it was. Um, and so, I mean, I didn't get stuck on those things. Some kitchen things, I was like, what is this? There thing? was a th- there was one thing I yellow. Remember. There's there's a thing. There's like a it's metal with a yellow handle. Yeah, in the kitchen. Do you know what? What the fuck is that? What is that? I don't know. Is that a lemon like some, some kind squeezer of or something? I don't it know. It might be a fruit squeezer. I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. But so there was one thing I remember I couldn't, and it, this is the only part I got like vaguely stuck on was that I, there was a thing I unpacked in a bathroom that looked so much like a bathroom scale. I couldn't understand why I couldn't <laughs> put it on the floor. And then it turned out it was a cutting board. So there's oh. like a couple of things that like maybe the visual yeah. like representation is like a little off or just like to me, like it was just hard to parse what it was, but like none of it is like, that far off like it's oh, not like yeah. I, I got stuck for 10 minutes you know I, I will i will say though on the other end of that spectrum first of all they are really good at putting era appropriate things like video games in there so yes. like they absolutely nail when they should when when she should have a game boy advance versus when she should <laughs> yes. have a ds or a gamecube or yes. a ps2 or 360 and they're all just slightly different enough to like not in French copyright not that i though that we looks like a damn we like there's really close. not much there to differentiate and, and the, the game GameCube, boxes are good too the gamecube yeah. comes in like a really nice like sky blue shade that was not actually released and i was like man i kind of want that blue gamecube yeah um but the thing i was gonna say is like the pixel art is very low resolution like it's mm. super almost abstract in how not detailed it is but within that like you have a bunch of games and not only can I tell which games are GameCube games yeah. because of the little the little arc, the little dark upside down arc at the top, like with like two, they can't be working with more than like two dozen pixels on those covers. And yet I could very identifiably say like, oh my God, that's Paper Mario. Oh my God, that's oh, Wind wow. Waker. Oh my God, that's Pikmin. Like same thing with DVDs. I was like, oh, that's a copy of Donnie Darko. <laughs> that's a copy of Lord of the Rings. Like, like they that's do such wild. a good job with yeah. the super low res pixel art of evoking like the covers of these things that you know really well, it's kind of awesome. It's it's very very good. There there, I feel like there's a word for that style, and I I've, it's bringing me back into some weird memory of early two thousands when desktop icons got really hmm. intense. When everybody was you know changing out their folders for for very good pixel desktop icons, sure. especially on Macs. Um, and, and that stuff, and they were just download libraries of like, Oh, I'm changing my trash can and my folder to all these different things. Mm-hmm. They, they, you're right. It is. They do a lot with a little there and you can zoom in, yeah. uh, if you super, want, super close. um, there's some things I still am not 100% sure what they were. There's some bathroom things. It looked like there's a picture of somebody holding their back on something on like a, Oh, a, there's a, I, I also didn't know what that was, but my, my girlfriend was like, Oh, it's like back pain medicine. Is that what it is? Like or, so, or some stuff seems oversized. Like some things like some of the pill bottles are like, that's gigantic. I mean, like, it's, it's also funny that they start throwing things like icy hot in as she gets older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like good. amusing yeah. and kind of depressing or whatever, but like, I, and you know, I, this I, fun stuff of like, well, she's got her same brand of uh, uh shampoo. You know, they hear those yep. two bottles that she always has with her. And, yep. um, I, uh, 
eventually as I was going, I started pretty, pretty meticulously being like underwear and socks always go in separate drawers. And then at the end, cause they're the yes. way they're packaged are little cubes that are probably pretty much the exact same size. And then eventually I was like, everything just goes in a drawer. I'm Anything just- that's folded up goes in that one. Also, it is fun to track the progression of her life <laughs> by the number of bras she owns. <laughs> I, I think the biggest upgrade mechanic in that whole game is hangers. Like, it, Oh every, yeah. I like you, you, Okay, the lesson from There's that There's a point game, in your life when you're just like, I need more hangers need than more I hangers. ever had before. Yeah, get more hangers and get rid of all the bad ones. Get mm-hmm. rid of all the bad hangers. Get unified hangers. Get the same set. And the upgrade mechanic, In the, eventually you will get a closet full of hangers. And it is very satisfying to have that. Um, it's fun. It, it They tell an interesting, if not, you know, it's not extremely novel. The, the tale. It's a very. It's a very life. Uh, but they're, slice but of the, life. They're yeah. telling the story in a way that is novel, in the sense that they are telling it through the mundane details mm-hmm. of you know, like what a person would need to collect when they bring themselves to a new place to live. You know, and so, it's like that they they are man- managing to bake the actual life events into just the background of that aspect. Sure. Yeah. It's like extremely it's very, relatable. It's very easy to see. Like, oh, she's in college now. Oh, mm-hmm. she's got, oh, now she's got a job because there's like a uniform, like a Starbucks uniform in the closet. Like, oh, yeah. oh moving in with the boyfriend for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Whenever there was like any other uh, housemates or anything like that, my shit gets priority. Like my, I, my, I don't care what your, where your stuff goes. My stuff gets moved around in ways that are like, this is where my stuff goes. Your stuff. Yeah. Goes right. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. The level of characterization they get out of a character you'd ever see or meet. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah. I will, I will say that this game has this, this was the game that made me start to suspect that my brain is like maybe slightly indie poisoned because <laughs> at a point I thought I knew where it was going. And I thought I started seeing some clues about like maybe a twist the story was going to take or something mm. like that. And like, I just started tearing through the game because <laughs> I was like, I need to know what's going to happen. And it super turned out to not be that. I was like, oh, no, then maybe they're just going to play this straight. They're not going to go for some very melancholy twist, or at least not that I've seen so far. But you know what I mean? It's like I've played enough games with this kind of tone that I was expecting it to take like a really heartfelt but maybe kind of sad turn. And it did not. Or it has not. Like I guess it still could. But like I was... I was seeing things that were not there, basically. Like I, 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 like I wrapped it up last night. I found the generally the whole thing pleasant. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Because like like one thing, it's it's very minor. It's not. I don't want to. I won't say what it is. But like one one of the moves that you make is like not something I saw coming. Mm. It's not a huge thing. But again, I read way more into it than I should have. I think I, I know what like, you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Is it post ukulele? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but, but, but I thought that I I assigned way more meaning yes. to that than than I should. I did have. as well. Uh, the dark middle chapter. In the totally. <laughs> um, and, and it does get a little, by the end, some stuff. I, I mean, again, this game I think is going to come down to how much of your brain really loves putting things in the right spots and all of that. By the end, you're doing multiple, you're switching between rooms quite a bit. And some of the boxes, I almost wish you could take a box into another room sometimes. Yes. Like, yes. um, some of the boxes do have stuff that's yeah, just like, inappropriate. If there are if if and well when there are misplaced items because like I said you'll have the wrong items in the wrong boxes. Like you have to ferry each misplaced item to the room it needs to go in yeah. individually. So you just have to go back and forth, back and forth. Like mm. it's some of that is a little busy, but it's not the end of the world. Never a big enough kitchen. Never, Never. Uh, dude. What is with a sink in the island? 
That's I, you know, I've seen that before. It's not my style. I don't like, like that I, apartment. That feels that, a very that, like that, a very that, new condo kind of vibe. Yes, yeah. yes, that blew my mind. My girlfriend was like, "What are you talking about? Those are everywhere." Yeah. I was like, I, "Wow, I, I don't know." About I did that. not like that apartment. I uh, no, I, I hated it. It was like was too the, modern. That was the boyfriend's. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Like both of us sitting there like the second we got there they were like oh man this is such a dude apartment yeah no as soon as i walked <laughs> so in that obvious. kitchen as soon as i walked in that kitchen i was like girl you are in danger this is not going to work out um, i did i did not like that place um that, there's other places i like more yeah the one after that is like in, uh, how did she refer to it industrial design i think was the name for it because it's like brick walls and stuff like that so you get it's like interesting in, internal brick walls which are also weird like i have not seen so really, the only commentary you get is when you complete a level, you choose which room you want to be in when you, you hit the button to snap it off, and you get a little commentary underneath it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever get commentary if you take – I didn't take too many other pictures throughout the game. Maybe you do get commentary, but depending on the room where you finish it, you know, if you're in the bathroom, it'll be like, finally, my own bathroom. Oh, are those different based on the last room you did? Yeah, I think it's oh, based on the last room. Okay, I think it's – I think it's you know, it respects what room you were in. So I always okay. tried to pick a room I thought was interesting for her time there. Oh, I didn't know about that. I wonder if you can change that in the album by going back and finish it. Because you can go back to any room at any time or any yeah. location. So I wonder if you can get the other – And there's some – um like achievement style things from for I put like the curling iron in the sink and like I got like a thing that was like well you know shock hazard. There's uh, there's one in the, the the big apartment that I'm that we're in right now. There's one where I saw something you could do that was to- totally optional, but I did it and got a big fat achievement okay. for it. And I was like, that's awesome because like it's a little puzzle. Yes. That again, you don't have to do, but if you notice it, you can do it and. I kind of wish there was a little more stuff like that in there, but it's 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 fine. But it's it's it's, it's very pleasant, like nice little sound effects. The sound of the magnets going on the fridge is a nice little click, 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 mm-hmm. little clack. Um, you know, it, I think it tells a lot. I think we're each having this experience tells a lot about you as you're putting stuff away when 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 she has her like bento box container, and I'm like, this is just going on the top. You are never going to use this. You bought it because mm-hmm. you thought you were going to use this. You use this for lunch once, and this is just going to go on top of the fridge because we yeah. were just takes up too much room we're putting this away but things like uh uh the french press that's out all the time yes. you know that's that yes. stays out yes uh the rice maker accessible uh like to, to panini the press under the sink are, are oil and vinegar counter objects that you're going to use all the time or do those go in the cabinet uh, those are those are in the open cabinets usually those are like uh okay. like, yeah uh, not, not or on a shelf doors. if there is yeah. no cabinet yeah uh all the dvds i wanted her to throw away but i couldn't <laughs> do it Oh, come yeah. on. That was the best yeah. part was making yeah. sure all the DVDs and the video games oh, were in separate stacks and put them in the wait, right shelves. Just wait till you get to 2021 you unpack the Plex server. Then Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Then, then you can tell us all that. Yeah, she's, oh, got she's got three got different that. PCs running in her office. <laughs> she's got that tower for a while that takes oh, up that is space. such an ugly ass beige box. Yeah. I love it. I had that box. I know it. I love <laughs> totally. it. Totally, everybody. That was just such a late 90s PC case. What's funny, her desk and her areas are very much similar. Like, you know, I've moved countless times you know must be 10 times and uh, my wife is a designer and so her desk is it, i have done that move of like okay here's the wacom tablet here's the like scanner here's mm-hmm. the printer here's the laptop here's the you know it, here's the mouse you never use because you always use the tablet oh we're moving yeah. up to a cintiq okay like those things like here's your here's all your papers here's your shelf with all your, your markers on it like it was just that desk I, that, that reminds me of how much i laughed when like she's clearly an art student. She's got like art supplies all the time. And then mm-hmm. an artist, you know, with the tablet and everything like the drawing tablet, like you said, but when you get to the boyfriend's place, the lack of a dedicated workspace oh, it sucks. and, and the, like that actually tripped us up because we kept putting the laptop and the drawing tablet in places where we thought they should go and the game would not allow it. Yeah. 
And it ended up being that the, the only place it would let us put them was like basically the only place she could get any work done in the apartment, even though it was completely not an appropriate workspace. <laughs> like I had to laugh at that because it's like, yep, yeah, she's in this bachelor pad now. Yeah. And of course she's going to have to like cram her work stuff in wherever she can. Between so they, the decor and the fact that there was nowhere to hang up your diploma. I just knew that relationship was doomed. Oh, is that the one that's where I may shoved it under the bed with the yoga mat at that point? Um, yeah, it's fun. It's, 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 it's a neat game. Yeah. yeah it's, I finished it in a sitting. My kids liked it. They were sitting there. They wanted, they're like, don't play more. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to play some more. Like, ah. I don't know if, you know, I think, I think it's just got an appeal to it. You know, you like putting stuff away and yeah. unpacking. Yeah. I, 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 the only reason I didn't finish it is because I'm saving it to finish with my girlfriend, but also like led to, led to some interesting conversations about like, you know, like where, where and how like, you know, feminine hygiene products should be stored. Like genuinely, like earnestly things I've never thought about before, you know? Yeah, like it was I, interesting to get her perspective on like where that stuff should go and why and like, you know, experiences she's had living with roommates and stuff like that. Just it's, it was just kind of cool to talk about something that I've never really had to think about before. It's like such that. a shared common experience yeah, that totally. we've all had that we don't talk about. Like, yeah, it's like, neat. oh, like do you, you know, when I was like, oh, where's she going to put her? There's a razor go in the back because I would put it in the right. bath bathtub. But like for me, I put it in the medicine cabinet. But like my wife keeps her, you know, razor in the bathtub and it's like, well, where would she keep it? Right. Like, and you know, where's the game going to let me do it? And what does the game want me to do with it? It's kind of interesting. Well, it's also way. like they've, they've pinpointed the only part of moving that doesn't suck, which is the part at the end when all the major furniture is already put in place and all you have to do is <laughs> empty the boxes and put stuff on its place. That's it. Mm. That's the only part of moving that is not a soul draining slog and bless them for focusing on that. Yeah. The uh, the sequel to that will be breaking down the boxes with your uh, with your box cutter and then oh, man, trying to get them out on recycling day. <laughs> I would play that game. Box that's, break breaker downer. I would super play that game. That's the Steam like sim version of it. That's like where you're just like doing slices with a box cutter to get them down and yes. trying to fit them into your uh, uh, recycle bin or put them with the the trash. So that's unpacking. It's it's out now. It is um it's. It's, I, like I said, it's pretty short. Generally, it's on I Game think Pass, which seems on, ideal for it. It's on Game Pass. Plays yeah. fine with the controller. There's some mouse speed options for the controller uh, if you want to use it. Um, and if you if you're, you want to go get it, I think it's twenty dollars on PC and Switch. I haven't seen the Switch version, but it seems like it should be fine. I don't think this is a game that is it requires a uh, heavy horsepower. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll say about it is I wish I had had a dorm room like that. Shit's pretty good. Like, <laughs> got her own bathroom or a kitchenette. When I took the, the picture of the bathroom for the dorm room, it said score, you know, bath, my own bathroom score, uh, for the, for the note on that one. Yeah. That's a pretty good dorm room. Um, unpacking. Um, yeah. let's talk a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit more about inscription. I want to touch yes. on inscription again. I, f- I finished inscription. So you're done with that without getting <sighs> into spoiler stuff, Brad. Um, I told you where I am. Uh-huh. I should keep going. You should extremely. Keep I'm going. still enjoying it. I'm a little okay. worried. I might. So if I were to ask you, uh, uh, describing what uh, I'm doing to you without spoiling it, I'm a little afraid I might be getting into a repetition zone. Would you disagree with that? Like, are things yes. going to change for me? Yes, okay. definitely. Absolutely. hundred percent. So that game keeps it coming. Like it yes. keeps, it, there is a ramp back up. Like this, you know, we talked about it before. It's a hard game to talk about without just starting to yeah. give a bunch of wild shit away. Um, but so the mechanics kind of, seem to change. Yeah, they definitely do. There's kind of a lull in the middle of the game, and then there is a slow but steady ramp back up. 
to the point that I would almost say the last hour and a half of that game might might be my favorite part of the game. I'm, or at least rivals a lot of the cool stuff at the beginning of the game. I'm um I, I'm talking I want to talk about inscription because I think this might be in my top ten this year so far. I, okay. Like, I mean I don't know if I should should I just like fucking blow the lid off here? <laughs> like it very well might be my game of the year. It's Damn. really it it's is. really cool. It's fucking like you And it's not even for the FMV stuff. No. It's like the FMV um, stuff's like pretty good. Did you I haven't Dude, gotten too much of it. Oh, fucking, I mean, I've gotten a decent amount. We should like do it. Alex, have you played any of it? I just barely started. It. Should, like, I booted oh, it up, played for about half an hour, and that was about it so far. But it's, it's, I, I we, can see the appeal, and I'm interested. We need to have a spoiler chat at some point because there is so much shit around this game <laughs> that is not even in the game, but is like ARG, like meta fiction type stuff that happened around this that I don't even know where to start. But like, let's let's come back to that. Maybe like shit. when we're done, we could put that in another spoiler version. Yeah, of the yeah, podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Holy I'm, um, shit, dude. Like, even when you finish that game, there is, like, so much that you will go on to discover when you start reading about it. I, I'm just enjoying the... So this is why I was concerned, because I'm enjoying peeling back the layers of stuff, right? And then I was a little worried that... I was a little worried that, like, oh, I think I might have just hit the what it is now. Like, the loop No, 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 no. Okay. Like, so it, it's... Again, hard to talk about, yeah. but like, you know, the, the first act is the first act is fucking incredible. Like, it's one of the coolest things I have ever seen in a video game ever. And I think the single biggest criticism I see against this game is that that first act is so damn cool that the rest of the game can't hope to compare, mm. which I kind of get. But again, I think that by the end, it ramps things back up to a point where you're seeing a bunch of cool new stuff you haven't seen before. Yeah, like and I would say I'm in the third act, probably. You definitely the, are, yes. That is yeah. the, the And I think the third act. act is pretty cool. And But the beginning, that act starts pretty slowly. Like, it, it is kind of a grind, like, winning card battles kind of a lot to get to the point where it starts adding stuff back in again and adding new stuff. But once it does, like, I, dude, like, the last All couple right. boss fights in that game and the finale are, like, some extremely superb, impressive stuff to me uh but i will say maybe my last point for right now on inscription but i am really enjoying it uh and it's the game i kind of keep going back to whenever i'm just like oh you know i'm kind of between things i want to get another hand in there because i actually enjoy the card game mechanic of it yes it's it's kind of awesome uh is the fmv some of those scenes have other actors in them too and well that's just that's uh there's, or at least I, I hit one scene where there's another, oh, actress another, <laughs> another actor showed up. Yeah, I, I, was like, I, was, I was like, man, this is, um, this is some good F. This is some FMV FMV. It's pretty this good. Is, like, yeah, well, this is like, the, like the, I looked the dude up, the main character. He's like, he's been on TV shows. Like he's a, he's a legit. Oh actor. yeah. Yeah. Is it with the lucky drawer, the lucky, the, the lucky Carter, the lucky Carter, <laughs> lucky Carter, Luke, yeah. Luke Carter, <laughs> the lucky Carter. Are you lucky Carter? Uh, that's uh, a, do you want to see how deep this shit goes? Some oh. fans of this game and that dude are now running a lucky Carter YouTube channel. I want <laughs> like a, a real version one. of this game. I, like want, I would one. buy it. Like go look that shit up. There is a real lucky Carter YouTube channel starring lucky. that guy now. Huh? That's, that and is, that isn't that, even like remotely, not even close to the weirdest real world shit that has happened around this game. Real world. Okay. We'll talk about it. Well, not now, not, but we'll get into it. Say nothing of the story of the actual game that you will uncover. I have and, a feel- and some stuff you probably won't see. Cause I didn't see it. And then read about stuff, some secrets I missed that are like ridiculous. I think completely I, ridiculous I involving that- certain well-known historical figures. I don't know where to go. I found a back room in a thing With that this. had a had a big weird thing that was not part of a level that Oh, I, maybe you I, did see it. It was like a 
We should talk later. It's like an ID card. It was weird. I don't know. Oh, what that's, that was. Okay. I don't know. I'll talk to you about it later. But anyway, the, that that is. Um, I'm still figuring out what is going on in terms of the meta layers of that game because I'm I'm in and out of stuff constantly. Like you'll by by the time you finish the game, you'll have a decent sense of what the plot of the game is supposed to be and like the events that took place. Like at least okay. a pretty good understanding. But there is still a whole other backstory to that stuff that is not even really hinted at in there. I mean, there was a literal ARG that launched around the game when it came out and like, dude, like the level of detail and crazy stuff that has been crammed into this game. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like it's, it is almost unlike anything I have ever seen in a video game before. I'm kind of with you. It's good. And and like, like just to give you a hint of some of that stuff, like some of the ARG stuff in this game was, is data that is embedded in the install, but was quite literally encrypted and people had to uncover the ciphers to decrypt the data by playing the ARG like it's it's wild stuff just but I would say if you're listening to this just on its face I think the card mechanic and the battle system is 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 well done and fun and engaging but I, I really think the atmosphere tone and the um immersion in that mm-hmm. game is so, very well done so yeah like that's the stuff people love so much about the first act and all I'll say is that they bring it in a different but equally cool way by the end of the game again like they ramp that atmosphere and that mm-hmm. those vibes back up yeah, you can our, feel what's going on in there. Totally, in the, totally. It's, like it's, it's I, I fucking have got to talk to somebody that has finished <laughs> that game. It's killing me. I, I think I'm gonna uh, try and get through it if I have some time this weekend. I didn't have as much time as I thought I might this weekend, but that's the game I want to get through. I, I, I'll, I'll just say to maybe help propel you forward. I also hit a wall at the beginning of Act Three, where like again, it felt like kind of a grind, mm. kind of a reset of just like, wow, I'm sure you have a basic deck now, and it's kind of <laughs> not easy getting through some of these battles. Yeah, but. Okay. Do you remember how broken the first act of the game becomes by the time you get to the end? For sure, yes. They absolutely do that again. Like, you you become successively more and more ridiculously powerful over the course of that third act. Okay. To the point that your deck is just steamrolling everything in your way. Like, I don't, think I, I don't think I lost a fight for the last, like, two hours of that game because you just kind of start destroying everything again. Okay. Uh, in, s- in a fun way. In a fun, clever way. And also, some of those boss fights are just, like chef's kiss like fucking sublimely executed man inscription uh still only on pc at this point um, yeah no no okay. news for no mobile I see a lot of people clamoring for like console releases and stuff out there but no okay. not not so far okay worth checking out folks i think it's i think it's a really interesting one 20 bucks um and, and before we move on to some other stuff i'm just gonna say also dipped in to eastward that's going to be a long one, so maybe I'll have some updates as we go. It's a slow cooker. That's a, that game. If you have not, speaking of pixel work, it's a kind of pixel work show today for for what I played. The pixel art in that game is so beautiful. The, it's like a the, Zelda overhead-ish kind of game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, earthbound-ish kind of uh, uh, mm-hmm. vibes, like isometric more, like uh, that vibe. But man, the artwork in that game is so good. It's really gorgeous. Um, and I'm I'm still very early on in it. I've only put about an hour plus into it, but um, I could tell it's going to take a while to get through. So I, I have jumped into it. I'm going to keep going with it for a bit, kind of feel it out. Not exactly sure where it's going to go, but uh, it is... It is beautiful. It is, you know, for just talking aesthetics here, it is a really pretty game. Uh, it's eastward. Like it's, the, it's the kind of thing I've seen like a lot of like two, three frame animated gifs floating around for of just like, look at this insane background that like has two states, you know, and it just kind of flips back and forth between the one thing that is animating in the background, you know? It's, it's so, it's so beautiful. Um, 
That's Eastward. That came out um, September, but uh, PC and Switch. Uh, Alex, did you touch any more of that? Guardians? Yeah, I've been playing some more Guardians. I've been playing some more Darkest Dungeon. Uh, kind of just digging into the stuff I was playing last week. Uh, so I am... I think I'm most of the way through chapter 10. I think there's 15 chapters in Guardians. It's surprisingly long. Uh, I figured it was going to be one of those like 10 to 12 hour experiences. Mm. It seems like it might go a little further than that. Probably not more than 20, though. I'm going to say maybe a little under that. But uh, I continue to enjoy it. Uh, I finally hit a part in the game where it actually feels like it's a little bit hard. (laughs) Like not not by any means like stressful but like just there are some fights that you finally start running into that are like oh you actually have to think you can't just spam like specials over and over and over again okay. like you actually have to think about who you're targeting and why like coordinate an attack a little bit yeah okay and so i i, I was actually kind of glad for it because i was hitting a point where the combat was becoming very rote like it was just i i know what i how to clear these areas it is not a big deal i just want to get back to the part where the story is happening mm-hmm. which is again a big surprise to me that I am as invested in what's going on in this Guardians of the Galaxy game as I am, but I think, and we'll see how it finishes, but I think I might be hitting a point where this is actually the ideal delivery method for me for Marvel stuff. Okay. Um, and again, I, I, I've talked about this before. It's not that I'm anti-Marvel movie, and in fact, I have still enjoyed some of the recent ones, though I have not watched the last several that have come out. But I just, I think the movie thing for me especially with the way that they have been approaching them as very much this monolith universe of everything kind of has to fit within a certain realm. And it seems like the one time they kind of maybe branched out a little bit with that, with Eternals, that is maybe not reviewing as well. I don't know. Is that out? It's not out yet. It's out, okay. I think, in a week. I, um, I, thought, I can't tell when movies come out anymore. <laughs> the reviews have been out for weeks is the wild right. thing. But yeah, right. so but Eternals is, like I think, the first one that's gotten like a rotten rating on tomato, Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. which is hilarious Mm. um but yeah i don't know like and again i know people had major issues with avengers which i totally get there's a lot about that game that seems like it just did not work the right way but it throwing this much money at a fairly linear but like enjoyable and like decently dense with lore and history of these characters of you know sort of their existence again they're pulling some stuff from the marvel cinematic universe but it seems like they're more focused on like the comic stuff like that's kind of great, and it's mm. also it's like very much what I liked about the Spider-Man games. You I was know? just it's, gonna say, yeah. it feels a little more just on single player on track. I mean, this is an open world versus a more on rails. Yeah, thing, but. and you know, it, it, <laughs> I can't, how low a bar is it at this point that we are like praising games for not being live service games? <laughs> I know it sucks, and especially considering the last Square Enix one was the one that kind of threw that whole thing into stark relief of like, right. okay, we don't maybe we don't need to do this anymore. And I'm glad yes. they didn't do that they, with this. They, they are arguably the worst offenders themselves, but then yeah, look look at this. They just made a video game. They made a video game and they made a pretty damn good one. And like it's enough of the shit I remember about Guardians comics. You know, I was not a big reader of those, but I read a few of them at least, and I remember some of that history. And they're having fun with it. Like they're stretching it, they're 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 molding it in a, into a thing that makes sense for their universe, but like retaining what people liked from the movie characters like it's a nice balance and you know again i think the banter stuff is like a little overblown like there's just a little too much of it and some of it the way it kind of overwrites itself when multiple conversations are happening is not ideal but those are like those are the quibbles i have Mm -hmm. like they're not like big you know sort of like experience ruining stuff it's just kind of like i wish this was a little better have you felt the um because when i when i talked about it last time i haven't played since but the the 
upgrade tree did not seem like an upgrade tree for a very long game. Do you, have you found that you are just not getting points as quickly as maybe you'd think you would? And also, is it um, do they feel meaningful as you're going through, or is that not the big draw? I, well, so again, I have about five chapters left, I think. And so I just started adding level three abilities to, to all each my, character to each character okay. like i've only done one of those so far and i think i only have about five or six perks for star lord that i have not unlocked yet oh i guess it because it is sh- it is shared points throughout your entire team so i guess those points don't go very quickly because you have to sh- it's not in- it's not individual points per person it's shared pool right yeah and as the encounters get more intense you do start earning a little bit more of the xp so it doesn't okay. feel like you're going long stretches not getting anything okay uh, how is navigating the sub menus for pulling off some of that stuff? Is it is it fine? Or are you drilling down too many menus at some point? I I wish that Star Lord's thing did not require an extra stick click to get yeah. to, but beyond that, I have not found getting those abilities out to be too laborious. I think that it is like again when you have to start concentrating a little bit more. There's just enough of a slowdown and enough of like a you know okay I'm just hitting this and I'm hitting this like. Yeah. I, I have found that I've gotten into a pretty good rhythm with it, so it's not it's not too challenging. I uh, I, I want to get back in there. I I, um, I don't know if I'm excited or uh, or disheartened to hear that it goes a little longer than maybe I was expecting because I am I am enjoying it. Uh, the only reason I haven't actually gotten too much into it, a, I just didn't have a lot of time this past week, but b, uh, I have it on the Epic Game Store and I want to play it on my TV, and it's got that launcher on the PC which breaks my steam link. Uh, right. if, any, if anybody wants to message me on the discord to get around that launcher, um, uh, on the steam link, uh, to launch it on my TV, you know, sometimes I just don't want to be at the basement, uh, on the computer playing down there. Uh, just want to be up. up so, someone who knows more about guardians comics than me will have to fill me in on this, but I, Maybe there is a part of this story that is very specific to Guardian stuff that I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you right now, the deeper I get into this story, the more I feel like this entire game is just a big riff on Mass Effect. Huh. Hmm. Like, like there's a lot going on in the oh, plot and in the yeah, background we, that feels like they are very specifically like, like not quite a parody, but they are riffing on stuff from Mass Effect. We kind of talked about that a little bit last week, and... It almost made me think about Saints Row 4 a little bit and how that was also a parody of Mass Effect. Yeah, let's just say that, like, like, they don't use this word, but indoctrination is a thing. Very much so. And to the degree that I I wonder if they started out with a, a framework of, look, we're not making an RPG here. But we all really like Mass Effect, and we kind of want this to be like Mass Effect. So what if we just did our own spin on it? That is, like, weirdly specifically like Mass Effect, though. Yes, it is. And is, are, are there giant robotic space squids? Uh, no, but there oh, excuse is. Me, excuse me, cuttlefish. <laughs> yes, no, but there is a. I, I don't sure. want to get too much further into it, but let's. Just, like, there are some things in there that feel like very specific callbacks. To I'm that. still in the like heist hmm. land of the whole thing. The uh, um, like, how are we gonna get out of this one? Uh, antics, which I am enjoying. Also, the kind of. Ocean's Eleven esque. Uh, we got ourselves in a pickle. Now what? Um, part. I. It goes. It get. It gets a lot more broad okay. than that as time goes on. It gets into some real universe ending. Of shit, course. So. How could it not? Why, Why wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Why wouldn't uh, it? That's good to hear though that it keeps up. And then more darkest dungeon. 
Yeah, so last week when I was playing that, I'd only really gotten about one run going, and here I've had a few different failures and have gotten further into the game, or at least the the main run uh, than I had before. And I really don't know where I'm going to land on Mm. this one yet. And granted, it's an early access experience. There's still a lot they could potentially do to it. I will say that just from people I know who have been playing this game also, uh, there is a pretty firm split between this game is way too hard and this game is way too easy. Uh, So clearly it is a Darkest Dungeon game (laughs) in that respect. Um, But like the, the criticism that I agree with is that I feel like this is a case where the RNG is actually starting to get in the Mm. way. Um, Like the big thing with Darkest Dungeon was, you know, you're going into these places, horrible things are happening, your sanity is being affected, and it creates these traits that sort of get attached to you as you go along. It's not really doing that much of that here. It's more about the interactions between the different characters on the team. So, like, there are two different meters. There's one that is, like, your, like, basically your friendship meter with someone. And then there's one where you're antagonistic meter with someone. And it can go slide back and forth either way, depending on things that happen. And there's some baked-in personality traits that I think have something to do with where that stuff goes. But the way it flows right now, it feels very much like any time you are in any combat encounter, that shit can just slide all oh. over the map depending on one or two things happening where the numbers just didn't roll the right too way. Too out of your control? Too too much? Yeah, like it's governing it in a way that makes it feel like it's all just a giant crapshoot mm. and like there just isn't that much you can do to really manage it. And it might just be that I haven't spent enough time like banging my head against it to really know like what affects mm-hmm. what. Would you? But, sorry. What is it? Would you Would you not say the first game had an element of that too or was I just bad at it? No, it like, had an I, element. I, I, I feel like I remember the first game also being just like brutally punishing in terms of some of the shit it would heap on you no like thinking things could go real wrong real fast in that game for sure but the difference was i think it's just the way that the encounters were kind of paced out like you were just if you, if everything went real wrong and your characters died that sucks you have to go train up some new characters and then you just go back into the dungeon and, and do your thing here because it's more of like a run based thing if things just start going real wrong you basically, like, once you start losing characters, it's kind of over, and at a certain point, you're just kind of waiting for the last shoe to drop so you can get back to starting over again. Or you just quit and start over again. And I think, to me, that's less satisfying. Like, it's not as interesting to be going along a run and then just have it all go fucking haywire out of nowhere, uh, because I felt like I was starting to make some progress, and it's just like, okay, cool, go back. And... Again, it's possible my opinion of this may change the more I, I knock my head against this thing, but right now it feels like there's just, I don't know, there's just like something off or something missing there that just isn't pulling me in the same way. Well, I mean, it being early access and also very early days in its early yes. access, like I, I kind of have a hard time playing games like this when they are not basically mm-hmm. done because it seems like the balance and stuff like that, like the knobs that they could be tweaking are probably the things that are going to get tweaked the most. Yeah. So. Like, I don't want to burn out on, like, what ultimately they conclude is too hard a version of the game or something, or, you know, like, something that's not, like, fine-tuned the way they want it, necessarily. Yeah, and and I, the thing I will say, though, is that I jumped in on the Darkest Dungeon 1 early access pretty early on, and I played that thing at least a couple of times a week for, like, a solid year. Like, when they launched that thing, they had a very good framework 
to play that was there. Like they tuned the difficulty, they added more characters, they added more content. But like the starting point of that felt like a much it like it had a much more firm start than where this is. And it's not that this isn't playable, like it's not really that buggy, like it doesn't really I haven't really run into any major issues with it or anything. It just feels like they're experimenting with something, and I just don't know it's all the way there. I do like that they tried something different. They didn't just make the same game again, but harder or, you know, with more characters or whatever. Like, I like that they tried to go a different approach to it. I'm just not sure that I'm in love with this approach yet. Darkest Dungeon 2. It's on yes. basically early access on the Epic Game Store, right? That's um Yes, correct. Um I got a second here. Brad, is there anything else you mm-hmm. wanted to, to bring up from this week? Because I was gonna yeah, pivot for a second here if we if we have a second yes. in this okay. game block. Go ahead. Please. To Please. talk about um Hang on, are you turning your chair around backwards? Have you guys heard the uh, sitting down like a cool after school? The good word. Have you heard the good word. I have not thought about Far Cry <laughs> since we've probably talked about I, it on this podcast. <clears throat> I just want I was just thinking of a game I, I have, fell off of. I have seen numerous people expressing some version of the sentiment of like, oh, right, Far Cry yeah, came okay, out. So that's that's kind of what month. I was going to ask because I, I feel like, like you guys have your fingers on the pulse of what's going around. Is is that one not being well there's received? Or? There's definitely, it was it fell pretty flat, I think. I, I would think say that, I would say the overall reception was quite flat. To I mean, game. I, like, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, for my part, yeah, I completely checked out of that game like a week after launch. Well, I completely yeah, I mean, forgot it existed. You, but are you asking about no, our, just, our just kind of in general position on like, it, or like the, just the 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 discourse? Yeah. Well, the thing I'll, the I'll thing that made way. me I want to say real way. quick that the thing that made me think about it for the first time since then was today was apparently they l- accidentally launched a DLC mission with Danny Trejo <laughs> in it that wasn't supposed to go it. live yet. Yeah. Like, was it not f- finished? I mean, I'm I sure it's basically finished. I, don't, I, don't I think know, it just I, wasn't timed right. Like, it wasn't, wasn't supposed, supposed to come to out, out yet. yet. Yes, they're taking they're taking Danny Trejo <laughs> away from us. Um, I don't, The way I would put it is that they're... Like, if you're asking about what the Far Cry 6 discourse is, I would say that there ceased being a discourse after about I mean, a I'm week. sure people are enjoying like, it, and if you're enjoying it... I'm, I'm not sure yeah, I'm totally, not anybody against totally. it. I just don't... Like, like... It has its... Like, Far Cry has yeah. its fans, and I'm sure they are sticking... Like, I didn't hate no. it. Like, it, in a... I mean, we are, you know, kind of making an effort to play a lot of different Definitely. games every week for this podcast, among other things. So, like, I just don't have a lot of time to go back to stuff. But, like, if I didn't have anything else going on, like, I could see myself chipping away at that thing slowly over time. Like, it's not terrible. It's just not anything new or remarkable, you know? Like, it's just kind of that. So, so that was my, that's what kind of got me thinking about it a little bit, where I was like, oh, you know, this week and maybe some next week, I do have a little bit of time to go into the back catalog. And what am I thinking of going back in? Mm. And I was kind of thinking about releases mm. and Far Cry. I, I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like it's doing enough new where is no, my, it's super and, isn't well, like, is my opinion. Not. I would like, I'd much rather go back into guardians and be like, Oh, I'd much rather see that through and spend those game hours there. Or, um, I mean, every, everything I've read about late game Far Cry six is more of that. Interesting. It's uh, I wonder if they're gonna, I wonder if that'll be represented in their, navigating the next far cry or what they want to do with that franchise. Yeah. I, I want to say I, I kind of declined to put this in news last week, but let me see. I think there were some rumors flying around about what far cry seven might be multiplayer on more online oriented yeah, okay. is what I am seeing here. Okay. It's an NFT. We'll uh, get to that stuff later. Oh, this, yeah. Steven Tillow was out there talking about some stuff. Sounds like they might be thinking about shaking it up for the next sure. one. 
whenever whenever that will be four years from Interesting. now. Interesting. I don't know. Like kind of going, we're getting towards um, you know the end of a a release calendar for for twenty twenty one. You know, not that much going on. Kind of taking stock. Like we talked a little bit when we were streaming Hitman. Like, hey, you remember Hitman three came out this year? Um, you know, sure did. And that's a, that's a great game, right? So like you know, putting together like what are the releases? A Psychonauts two, great game. Death Loop. Definitely going to be on my list somewhere or a list mm-hmm. for me. But then, um, you know, Far Cry was a big release this year. And I, I think for me, that one, that one, I, that's the one I forget. <laughs> that is like, all oh, right. Yeah. It, it's super yeah. canon went. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think this is one of those years where it's like, even though it is a little drier than usual, like people have been stuck at home for a while. And I don't think people are necessarily looking to suffer like the same old shit. Like they're looking for stuff to do that is not just the shit that they've been doing forever. Mm. I don't know. Like, and and I think Far Cry is a particularly like significant example of that, where it's like they literally have just been doing the same thing for the last like four sequels. And I think I just I, I think people's capacity for that has maybe run a little bit more dry. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. Like, we talked about this in the Planorama that went up for patrons on, what, Monday, I think? Yeah. Uh, about how dry November is compared to traditional mm-hmm. Novembers. But that is super just the GameSpot brain that I will <laughs> never be able to leave behind talking. Because that is purely geared toward, like, Big you November. Know, what are the big yeah. shooters this month? What are the quote-unquote AAA games? What has a battle pit? You know what I mean? Like, it's like the the stuff that the mainstream cares about is the thing I'm supposed to cover is what my brain keeps telling me. Right. But by contrast, like probably the, like at least half, if not the majority of the games that are like game of the year, top 10 material for me are indie games this year, like inscription, unpacking, uh, boomerang mm-hmm. X, like stuff like that. Like even, I guess Deathloop is the one one exception for like a quote unquote, triple a game. I guess it qualifies as triple a. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's arcane. I mean, yeah, sure. Like that's that's like the one example of a big big release this year that I can think of that actually did something like kind of very interesting. I, I think new. Psychonauts two for me is in that realm too. I I was I was my expectations were very metered for Psychonauts two, and I think the, the, and they, they exceeded them a lot. So I, I really like Psychonauts two. Yes, yes, yes. Psychonauts. Nothing against Double Fine, but way yeah. better than expected. But even there, even there, I think that's just a case of it being way better than expected. But it's still kind of just more better. Psychonauts, yeah, it's the best you know? version of Psychonauts, right? Like, so like, De- totally, but Deathloop totally. was like, oh, this is novel and interesting yes. and doing something new in a game space. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I, I think Guardians is a, is a fun surprise, even though I haven't finished it yet. So I don't know if it holds holds through there. There's, I think it's weird. There's like the <sighs> thing, things that. that are, um, some things that I think I came into with metered expectation that I am being like, this, this is what I want right now. Like this is, and for me, I, I think a lot of that is the less online single player narrative stuff like inscription, like guardians, like psychonauts death loop has that online thing. And I've heard very good things about it, but I enjoyed most of the offline stuff, um, you know, but it, I, yeah. nothing against the online stuff. I've, I've heard actually, it's really can be very engaging. Uh, I wonder how it's the wonder what the meta is in death loop at this point. Huh? That's a good question. Yeah. I can look What's at that stirring it up over there. Oh. Anyway, I just thought I'd take yeah, a second. It was, poison, to, it was poison gas. <laughs> poison gas last time I checked. Uh, but I, don't know. I wonder I wonder what the player population mm. is like. The game went on sale pretty conspicuously a week or two oh, ago yeah? for 40 bucks. Okay. Which, like, I hope it's doing well. it's a well. great game. It's, uh, yeah, people should definitely play uh, Deathloop. So anyway, we're, we're uh, 
we're, we're closing in. I mean, we've got two more months left in the calendar year, if that means anything for yeah, any kind of metric. Kind of, but, uh, yeah, about a month in terms of like people being brave enough to sneak releases. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Past about, past about first, second week of December. Like if you're shoving a game out, it's, mm, may not may not get noticed too much. Another final point. fantasy popped out, didn't it? One of those, uh, um, mm. uh, pixel ones. Oh, the pixel yeah. remaster. Yeah. Five. I oh, think. Did it? I think another okay. one, uh, snuck out there. Those, those have been like weirdly just trickling out. Over yeah. The months. All right. Uh, we're, it's not t- time quite yet to go back over all of 2021. Not, not yet. So we'll, we'll save some of that. Just, um, Oh, thank God. Just as we kind of, you know, as things like Brad said, the, the traditional big blowout November, That's right? Still got a Forza and a halo and a battlefield. To Those get are big names. You know, video um, games. Halo. Wow. I can't believe a halo is coming out. I, I mean, of those, like Halo is definitely the one I'm the most curious about. Definitely seems like the one I am very curious about Battlefield, but Halo seems like the one that has the opportunity to change things in a way. It is. Yeah, it is the biggest wild card for sure. Yeah. Let's see how that multiplayer is in Battlefield. I, I never did go and dive into what reactions were from the beta, uh, aside from what we talked about here. We'll see. That's also soon. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Um, And uh, we'll be right back with some news from the video game world. Stay tuned, folks. And we are back, which means it is time for the news. I'll tell you what. Oh, boy. Here we go. We got another. he's, He's pulling out the soapbox. Well, no. Well, okay. It is it is box shaped in that we got another block here, Brad. Mm-hmm. You have a you have pulled together. Oh, we're talking about video game news here. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I jeez, no. Okay. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, no, it's got to got to go deeper. There's a couple mm. of tiers up before we get into some of that other stuff. Mm. No, this is this is video game news here. We got we got a block here, Brad. Oh, you boy. have put together a. Uh, um, a package. That was of, not, yes. Of Here's a little offering. Mm. Uh, and you have may have you. heard of a company that has been in the news lately called the Blizzard. Yes. I did not set out to put another Blizzard block in this list of news here, but then things just keep happening with Blizzard. What is and now, happening? And now here we are. Was this just yesterday? I have no concept of time anymore. I think it was, was it just yesterday. yesterday that the Jen O'Neill stuff got announced. It was yesterday in or an Monday. earnings call, apparently. Was that Monday? Okay. It wasn't an earnings call. I know that much. It was. No, this was yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, the staff found out about it through that earnings call. The staff of Blizzard found out that Jen O'Neill, the co leader of Blizzard, along with Mike Ibarra, is leaving Blizzard after like two months. Uh, and they were. They were the ones appointed as the kind of, I don't know if they ever used the word interim. I don't know if they were intended to be permanent leadership or what the deal was, but they were, let's say, maybe slightly hastily installed after Jalen Brack had to step down in the wake of all these lawsuits and stuff. Um, well, so yeah. what, what's surrounding this? What What is the, because when I read through the article, this seemed like. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to parse what is public like and what is happening. But. Yeah, I mean, there's the statements that she gave and the company gave, but then draw your own conclusions about what the yeah, state of Blizzard real. might be that she would decide after two months that maybe she was not down with this after all. It, it's. It, I'll just read um, uh, just a quick top here from one of the uh, quotes. I'm doing this not because I am without hope for Blizzard, 
quite the opposite. <laughs> I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working towards meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. Yeah. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well. Yeah, like that's a noble goal as stated. Yes. But the part the part where you say, hey, I am super positive about what's going on at Blizzard, that's why I'm leaving, like kind of... I don't know. It has I mean, it has the feeling of and again, I'm not trying to like make major guesses here as to what is the actual thinking is, but it has like everything about that statement reads to me there are a lot of people here who want to do good. The people I am butting heads against are not them. Yeah, and like, I am not sure that this is the best place for me to be doing the work I want to yes, do. That is that is That's, definitely I feel I could that is a very human thing yes i I would buy that obviously we don't know for sure but that that certainly is a possibility if not a likelihood like Um, i uh, the feeling that i i know what needs to be or i feel like i know it needs to be done there is a machine in place here that is just moving that might be too hard to the wheel might be too big to turn yeah yes Uh, for sure uh so yeah I get so what is that where does that leave blizzard we probably yeah you know we probably will never know for sure exactly what drove her out unless you know there's reporting on it or whatever i i did put this in here as a tidbit they aren't necessarily connected but she came she was previously the head of vicarious visions she came from vicarious visions to the blizzard leadership mm-hmm. you know they did um that tony hawk one and two mm-hmm. remake uh God, what was the other thing they did recently well, they're currently working on a Diablo remake, right? Well, yeah, now they are. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I was getting to. But before that, did they also work on Crash 4? They may have. No, they. I'm sorry. They worked on the, the Crash Trilogy. Remember that okay. Crash Trilogy remaster? They did that and then the Tony Hawk remake. And those are both super well received. And then they got subsumed into the Blizzard machine. And like that, the first part of this got out a few months ago that they would no longer be making original games, that they would be essentially a Blizzard support studio. Uh, it came out last week that they will also now be losing the Vicarious Visions name and just fully becoming a part of, like, a cog in the Blizzard machine. They don't have a new name yet, but there was, like, speculation from inside the studio <laughs> that it will be Blizzard Albany. Mm. If that tells you anything about how much of their identity is being filed off in this process. Mm. Yeah. So, obviously, she's not running Vicarious anymore, but you assume she's probably still got some attachment to that team and group of people. So... I'm sure that didn't help seeing the studio that she used to, to lead being kind of just ground into dust along with the rest of Blizzard. I don't know. The I mean, Blizzard nothing, story continues, really. No, nothing about anything there yeah. feels good. Like, yeah. and, and I'm talking even just outside like the horrible allegation stuff. Like, Just the corporate structure there Dude, seems like it yes. is a mess right now. Like, even, even in a world where none of these cultural issues existed, like seeing Vicarious just be completely you know, absorbed into this corporate amoeba in, in and of itself is depressing. You know, that studio has done a lot of good work for sure. I, I, I guess the thing I would say to that, if, if there's anything to say to that is clearly the blizzard, our Activision blizzard of old was non-functioning in a, in a, in a healthy sense. Right. So right. I don't want to hold on to anything that was precious about old Activision blizzard, but there is, you know, there is a nostalgia and, and a namesake to some of that stuff that's hard to see go, but it seems like Activision Blizzard needs needs a deep clean. For sure, and like, you know, we'll see, time will tell whether that process actually is completed as it should be or not. 
But yeah. even if it does, like obviously old Blizzard, like for however many like nostalgic hits it turned out, clearly was very rotten. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. Yeah. also, and and again, like getting into some of the other Blizzard stories we have here in a second, like what does a new Blizzard look like on the other end of this? Because to me, it looks like even if they fix their cultural issues, like it's really just going to be Activision by another name at that point, right? Mm. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it seems I, like that's yeah. maybe actually where it's been for a while. It's right. just they've done a much better job of obfuscating that fact up to this point. Yeah. So. Well, what else have we got in the block? What's, uh, uh, also, as part of this earnings call, they have delayed Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 to 2023. Okay. Which, uh, c- congratulations oh. to Blizzard, maybe? Because I think that might be the first time I've actually heard that date spoken mm. with reference to a video game. I know. I think there were a couple of things in one of those Sony presentations might, that were 2023 might, games. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, is is but, is the the next Spider Man a 2023 or a God yes, of War? You're right. That, you're right. Those? God of War is next year, uh, next okay. spring. But Sp- that Spider Man game is, or was it Wolverine? Wolverine, one of those, Wolverine was just one of those. Was, XX. A, was yeah. a 23 game, which sounds fucking bizarre coming out of my mouth. Okay. Um, but uh, like Diablo Four, I get it. I guess like that, you know. But Overwatch. Dude, the Overwatch thing is baffling, and I, like, okay, that game was supposed to theoretically be out, I think, at least last year, if not even before that. That was, like, like their original target. Like, I I distinctly remember talking about Overwatch 2 on podcasts recorded in an office long before this pandemic started. Yeah, and everything they've said about that game up to this point has made it sound like this is a sequel, but it is not an ambitious one. Like, they are not talking about totally overhauling what Overwatch is. I mean, there were some some aspects of, I think, gameplay they were going to change up, and there was more of like a campaign aspect to it. But none of that sounded like we have to delay this game five, four or five years beyond where we originally pitched it, you know, in terms of scope and scale, which leads me to believe that either the turnover has really fucked them, in mm-hmm. addition to the pandemic stuff, or that game just isn't what it needs to be, which is I, I I'm not sure which one is more worrisome. Could be it could be a, a yeah. very toxic combination of both. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Know, I mean, you know, to to be fair, we probably can't underestimate the effect of these cultural issues mm-hmm. inside the company and this oh, strife, you know, affecting development. But still, like all the mess, you know, Jeff Kaplan left earlier this year, and the I think executive producer on that game also less and like all the messaging around that stuff is basically like, I don't worry. It'll be fine. Like it's all in hand at the game's practically done anyway. Like, so don't sweat it. This is not a big deal. And then all of a sudden here we are. Yeah. 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 I would. On the other hand, does anybody really want to play a blizzard game anytime soon? The answer to that question is no. And, and, but, but you know, there's a version of the world I could see where one day I'm like, yes, I will boot up Overwatch 2 and I will see what they have done here and maybe I will have fun with it. I don't know. I'm certainly not there right now, but like Overwatch was so big. It was so yeah, big dude, for it them. Was, it really felt, there was definitely a period where Overwatch felt like kind of the biggest thing going. Yeah. I, obviously, granted, not really. Like No, like it was Minecraft just a very and, popular shooter. Stuff like Minecraft and League by the numbers are bigger, but but yeah, I mean, it was huge in esports and like among people I knew talking about it, like it was the thing. And if it comes out in 2023, that is seven years after Overwatch <laughs> came out. That's God. You just reminded me that Overwatch was basically around the time the PlayStation 4 Pro came out. Yeah, 2016. If that puts it into perspective, I, I, it will be worth it. And this is a grand hope to be able to enjoy a Blizzard game like Overwatch 2 if I 
I mean, there's going to be a segment of our audience. There's going to be a segment of people out there that, like you said, Alex, will have trouble really enjoying this until they feel like the culture oh, yeah. and the employees there are, are are in a place where it needs to be. So I'd much rather them fix that than fix Overwatch. If too. that shit came out today, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot clown yeah. pole. I'm telling I mean, you right now. So, some people are just going to play no matter what. I, I think there's a there's a, a bunch of people also that are like, you know, I just don't feel great. I can't I can't enjoy this knowing what's going on in yeah. there. And so fix fix what's in there if if you can, and that's where I would love to be with Overwatch Two is feeling better about that whole situation. Well, so is that that's the other question I have? Is this actually more about the cultural stuff than it is anything pertaining to the games? Is this but, a situation where they are literally looking at their at their their legal situation? They are looking at the reality of people turning against them and just saying, if we put this out even in the next year, we are not going to be able to dodge this. It's possible. It's possible. I don't even know what goes into a calculation like that. Yeah, it's like, hard. They're obviously, they're not delaying like, Call of Duty because why the fuck would they? Anyone who plays Call of Duty doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> fair to say, but I hear what you're saying. Well, I, the, those games don't have the Blizzard name on them is the bigger thing. Yeah, well, sure. They kind they of the Activision they, name, which is as out, bad. They come out on the Battle.net client, so they are definitely yeah. associated. You're but, right. That is too broad a brush to, to, to paint with. <laughs> I know, I know, you're I know, right. But yeah. I, I do think that they have probably an easier time selling to an audience that just wants their annual military shooter than they do the people that are deeply invested in Diablo and Overwatch. D- definitely. Like they I I agree with you that there I would be more shocked if they delayed uh, a Call of Duty than a yes. Blizzard. You know, Blizzard Blizzard despite whether it be false now or not had favored status for a lot of people who grew up with Blizzard and you know whether that was true in the last decade or not I don't know but you know, they were, they were a, a developer that had a, I would say, you know, top five, right? Like mm-hmm. they were, Oh yeah. Easily. They put but out they hits. Were, they, they were, were up there with, they were up there with valve and yeah. like, I don't even know how many of like, they were, they were like top tier. They were kind of unassailable for, for yeah. um, um, like, Oh, a blizzard game is coming out. You're gonna, you're probably gonna buy it. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to play it. So, you know, that's a, that's a big one. It's a big blow. Yep. yep. Uh, what else is in the block? Oh boy. All right. Last thing here. Uh, Bobby Kotick has requested that the company going forward, uh, pay him only a minimum wage salary under California law until they meet their discrimination targets, which is like the most corporate way. I feel like you could put a, put a conditional on that. Nice possible. of him to do this after he got his $250 million bonus or whatever the yeah, fuck it was. So, well, yeah. So like, yeah, there's multiple things to point out here. Like he, he, they do come out and say, this is total compensation, including bonuses, stock grants, whatever, not just salary. He will be making $62,500 a year for the foreseeable future. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not shedding a tear. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, I. well, there are, there are two angles on this. Like, first of all, of course, it feels like the most empty gesture in the world because the man could never earn another dime for the rest of his life yes. and be just fine. Uh, the only other, the only other thing that comes to mind, though, to me about this is that I generally feel like people who ascend to this level of business and wealth probably care about nothing so much as running up their score on the board. I hear you, yeah. So, I, I, in that sense, this probably actually does sting a little bit, but like, like not. It, it might not be performative, but yes. the sting to the ego is not, is the bigger. Not in it does not in the way that is meaningful to the broader population or really the problem at hand, but like. On some level, there probably is some kind of, you know what I mean. It, this, it, it, it is hard to it is hard to feel 
it is hard to describe the lack of feeling I have for, uh, the suffering I think Bobby is going to yeah, endure for this. Like it, it just, it just becomes a, va- like stuff is coming into me as I try to express, like I, there's a vacuum there. Yes, I just have hours. nothing. Of course. Uh, Bobby will not suffer. No. And that's the thing. That's what this feels like to me is that this feels like performative suffering. It is, he's already gotten so much fucking money over the last, what's especially the last decade. But yeah. on top of that, he is in a position now where I imagine to the board, he is in a position where he has to make it look like he is doing something to make them happy, whatever that is. And the thing is, he can't do any of the real shit because the legal team is too busy trying to sort out all the lawsuits and all the other stuff around that. He can't touch any of that. He has to sit there and do what the lawyers tell him. Mm-hmm. So all he can do is empty gestures like this to be like, okay, clearly I fucked up. Clearly, we have to fix the problem here. So pay me less money, I guess. But also, please don't fire me. Because that's the one thing he's trying to avoid is getting sacked for this shit. Right. I mean, none of that is going to matter once Discovery starts in earnest and all those communications are turned over and stuff like that, though, right? Like, right. Like, what comes out of these cases seems like that will be the determining factor. Well, and so that's yeah. what it really boils down to is, are they going to get themselves to a position where they can settle before any of that stuff comes out? And if they don't... All he has at this point is just the, these gestures to kind of keep him in the board's good graces until that can be sorted out. Yeah, because the the other side of this story is like, oh, okay, you go forward, you're in you're in litigation, and you're talking about how uh, you know Bobby just got bonused out for millions, hundreds of millions of dollars while this is all happening in the background, right? Yeah. So just think of, think of the inverse of the 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 normal story of this is like, oh, you're, it's on fire, and you're getting your normal to dos and paid. Like that's that's clearly a worse tale to have out there. I don't know. The, the, it's a very it's it. This is. I don't, I don't even know what to say. The, about the real thing at the end of this, though, is that even if the worst case scenario happens to Bobby Kotick, which is that he gets sacked from Activision, he will get himself a nice consulting job somewhere. He will still make too much money doing whatever the fuck it is he's doing. People like this are like kudzu. You cannot get rid of them once they are in the ecosystem unless something really fucked up happens. I mean, and, I, I would I would be shocked if he wasn't running another corporation inside of five or ten years, yeah. frankly. Dude, if, if Bobby's running hand to mouth at this point, like if he's like, well, this is going to hurt to a time to put some, you know what? We're going to have to cancel Hulu guys because. Well, um, yeah, that's why that's why I bring up the scoreboard th- yeah. metaphor is like, I think the only way this hurts is like you said, ego, you know, like yeah. in, in the extremely wealthy person's club, like probably, probably doesn't look great to your friends. So. I got to scale back the Netflix subscription. We're going back to DVDs on Netflix, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, he is not getting disinvited from the country club over this. Probably stuff. not. Probably not. Uh, um, well, Blizzard. The, the Blizzard. story continues. Yep. Um, what? Okay. Let's go into news that continues to be. Oh, I can't. I, I don't know really if this is news you can use or news that you would like to throw I, away, but I think it's I news I'd want to lose. News when's... news you'd like to lose. I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> and I'm the S- one say the words, these... Brad. Let's I'm try the it. Who, say the, the words. Who, I'm the one who puts these news stories together, and I don't know if I have it in me. You put this here. You made me click on a thing that guess... sounded like it was generated from a guess... Google Doc by a bunch of robots. I guess this is the part where we're obligated to talk about non-fungible tokens in the blockchain. <sighs> Obligated is a strong word, like, but like, let's get oh, into fuck. it. Let's just let's just get through it quickly. <laughs> Ubisoft is out there talking all kinds of mess about making games on the blockchain. This is the week that I was introduced to the phrase "play to earn." Okay, 
in your mind, from your read, what does that mean to I, you? I would have thought if if you would, if you'd said that phrase to me and I did not read a description of it, I would assume yeah. that meant you are earning in-game items that are tokenized, like for your ownership. Okay. That would have been my guess. Like, oh, you earned a sword that is yours because it has an NFT attached to it. So that's what d- I. That's so what I, that's what I would have assumed. I'm not pausing there to earn, and say, is, would that be different? Than me getting like a Sam Fisher suit for for Ezio or something with my UB points because I I played the game and I earned UB points and now it is attached to my account. Would you say the play to earn lets me sell that to you because I have ownership? It's, it's, it's different because a bunch of other people have exactly the same suit, and how are you going to feel like it's special if you know other people have it too? So when you say own, and I'm, I'm using you as Ubisoft. When you say I own it, do I then get to transfer ownership of it to so someone? Like, dude, I fucking, first of all, nobody knows what any of this shit means. Everybody <laughs> okay. is just winging it. Everybody. Uh, um, this is further complicated by that Bloomberg story that came out. Was it this week or, or late last? I think it was Monday, right? That was separate from this, I believe, because this Ubisoft stuff came out of their earnings call, but it mm-hmm. was just, it was a very speculative piece about like what for example nfts might mean to mario kart where like you might be the owner of mario in mario kart because you own the nft for mario stop that and oh that's yeah that, i mean dude that's that was the passage that i saw being passed around i own mario this week or like maybe the distinction was that you own your version of mario and nobody else can have that mario maybe there you are own actually a mario you maybe do there not are, own the mario maybe there are, maybe there is a large number of marios out there let's say like 128 of them or something okay, 128 marios out there and you mm-hmm. have one of them but it's the most powerful one because you've upgraded it more and nobody can take it from you because you own it because it's tokenized it's yours that's an amiibo then i got to scan it on my uh i got scan it on my thing i Anyway, I read, let yeah. me fill, sorry, let me fill in real fast. Like I, I explained to you what I thought play to earn would mean just hearing that phrase on the street, but yes, according to Ubisoft, <laughs> it sounds more like they would reward you with cryptocurrency outright for playing. This so is, wait, the part, is like in-game currency just turning into cryptocurrency. Like that was, that was kind of the gist I got from this thing, but it's all out of, like I said, it's all out of earnings calls. So the language is very high minded and meaningless. Well, it's, so, I mean, it's like, it has to be because we're still so nascent in this whole thing. No one who is talking about this shit sounds like they are doing anything other than stream of conscious riffing about it. Oh, I'm sorry. There is a part in here where he, where this is Eve Guillermo and he does, he does actually talk about earning content. Mm-hmm. But, talk, but they also play to, play to earn will enable more players to actually earn content, own content. I don't know, man. So uh, I'm going to. Can I read from this story? By all means. This, this was the amazing part to me in this Ubisoft particular thing. And, and you know, we're not even talking about the kind of other impacts of NFT here. We're just talking about the kind of hazy understanding, the, the whiteboard pitch somebody gets excited about in a boardroom stuff for NFT. So here's Eve in a quote talking about Ubisoft's vision of NFT. This is, this is Eve saying this. As you see, this industry is changing regularly with lots of new revolutions happening. We consider blockchain one of those revolutions. It will imply more play to earn that will enable more players to actually earn content, own content, and we think it's going to grow the industry quite a lot. So 
We have been working with lots of small companies going on the blockchain, and we're starting to have a good know-how on how we can impact the industry. We want to be one of the key players here. Now, that's Eve, the CEO. There's another statement in this story um, by Frederick Duget. I I don't know if that's how you pronounce the last name, but this is the, uh, I believe this is the CFO. Blockchain, this is a separate quote. Mm Mm-hmm. Blockchain will enable more play to earn that will enable more players to actually earn content, own content, and we think it's going to grow the industry quite a lot. We've been working with lots of small companies going on blockchain, and we're starting to have a good know-how on how it can impact the industry, and we want to be one of the key players here. Clearly, they have a script for for what they need to say to people because... Because somebody's like, what am I talking about? Like, I, <laughs> if you like, I, these paragraphs are two paragraphs apart. Yes. You'll note that Eve said we want to be one of the key players there. Yes. While the CFO said we want to be one of the key players here. Oh, oh huge difference. Huge Completely different. I own. I actually own the here one. So, like they yeah. are. They are. Yes. <laughs> you have exclusive rights to the to use the word here. Um. They are, yes, it is practically the same quote. These people, they are doing the thing that other major corporations are doing, like fucking McDonald's announced like some sort of NFT thing this past week, like movie studios are doing. Quentin Tarantino is selling Pulp Fiction NFTs. Some, the wrong people are getting a hold of all these corporations and all these artists and all these people, and they are saying this is a speculative thing that you can make some money on right now. And it doesn't matter how much weird bullshit is associated with all of this. If you tell someone this is a low-impact investment that you can do to make a shit ton of money with a lot, I imagine, a lot of very pie-in-the-sky promises about where it's all gonna go, of course they're getting in on this because everyone is just hedging their bets, trying to figure out what is the instant cash influx we can get make ourselves a part of. And I'm telling you right now, if this shit keeps going the way it's going, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of this shit. I'm out of the internet. I have no patience for it anymore. I Not to use the kudzu metaphor again, but this is digital kudzu. It is fucking... These vines are getting their tendrils and covering over every aspect of the fucking marketplaces, of the of the artistic mediums, of the corp... Everything. And they are just trying to blanket it in abject bullshit. And I am fucking done with this. Done! I... I don't want to get too out of pocket on how ridiculous this all sounds. I understand technology changes. And again, I am, we're not even talking about how the blockchain works and the energy costs and what's new in the blockchain. And what's uh, Brad, you know more about this than I do. The, the different types of blockchains there are for uh, squeezing out uh, or adding a thing to computational versus whatever there is, right? Proof, proof of stake versus we, proof of work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't get into that, but. The thing that gets me a little worked up is how long have people been trying to just get around EULA and ownership and can I resell my digital games and now you're talking to me about play to earn stuff. Now I can own more stuff when for years digital rights management has been a thing of like, hey, all we've been asking is when I pay for the game, maybe I own it and I could sell it back to somebody or do something with it. No, no, no. You lease it from us. That's, you don't actually, you know, like all of this stuff, man, that's, that's where I think stuff gets for me. And maybe it's a gross misunderstanding of the concept we're talking about, but don't try to tell me I'm going to be earning stuff on an NFT when I don't even own the goddamn game yet. You know, like when I'm just, I own the rights to play your game. Yeah. The, th- 
the thing that just keeps getting me is that over and over and over and over and over again, these various NFT things, like the whole thing these days with like the fucking the digital art, the you know, the avatars that people have been selling as NFTs. It's scam after scam after scam, people just constantly running away with the money, people constantly like, just shit getting like it is it is scammers scamming each other over and over and over again. It just keeps happening. And now they are scamming major corporations into believing and investing in this bullshit. In this bullshit. I, I, I'm not going to make a real prediction here, but I'm going to put out there at this point. I'll put it this way. It's been very easy to assume right up until like the last six months or so that... Like the whole crypto thing was a bubble that inevitably was going to burst. I think there are now even odds that the stuff is never going away. Mm. Like it is, I think it is, it is, it, there is an inertia there and an entrenched kind of vibe it's to an this al- stuff. It's almost a too big to fail situation. Like, it just came around so much faster than the stuff with the banks and the auto industry and all that like, other shit. Like I this think- is a, it became too big to fail because it inflated so fast and so many people got their tendrils into it. And and but the thing is, you are still seeing people get wiped out all the time. You know, like there are people that are losing their fucking shirts over this shit. And but you know, they keep coming back for more. And I don't really understand it. I don't get it. But like, all I know is that whatever value people are assigning to this stuff, be it crypto, be it fucking NFTs, be it whatever, you are imagining something that does not exist. I mean, that's his money. No, that is not in favor. This is not in favor of the current economic system. That's are not you, what I'm saying. Are, what you, I'm are, saying, saying is, are you saying you want to buy Mario Kart with the gold standard? <laughs> I'm saying that you're trying to wallpaper over the existing economy with fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are all going to fucking standard. burn for it in the end. Um, it is definitely some next tier shit. Like yeah, this is I mean, late, 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 late stage. I don't know where we some, are. Somehow we made it through this entire entire conversation without saying the word metaverse, which like that's some different bullshit. I mean, well, okay. So like the most coherent definition of the metaverse that I am possibly able to conjure, based on my understanding of all the shit being said, is that it's basically some kind of framework to link up a bunch of interoperable game worlds. You know, it's like oh, well, now Fortnite is compatible with Microsoft Teams. And Mario Kart and whatever, because they're all in the metaverse. Wait, is the and metaverse a real thing? No, fuck no. Okay, like, I, they're I, trying I should, to make it one. You should, you should, you should go. You should go watch that John Carmack clip going around. Oh, Actually, boy. no. First, watch the the however many minutes you can get through the Mark Zuckerberg presentation. I tapped yes. out at two and a half. I couldn't take more than that. But yes, like, watch that as a preamble, and then go watch that little Carmack clip. It's like watching someone do a dinner theater version of an E3 press conference. It is unfucking bearable. And then go watch John Carmack just be like, "This sounds dumb." Like oh, really? Basically, yes. say like like he basically comes out and says like nobody who's actually talking about this thing has any idea how to build it or understands any of the details that would go into building it. But Mark Zuckerberg has decided it's time, so here we are. I guess they're going to do it. Like he's, he's very skeptical of the whole thing, and he, again, he is on the Facebook payroll. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, like presumably, like the blockchain would be used to authenticate your ownership of goods as they move between these different worlds. I guess, like that's again, that is me trying to divine what the fuck people are planning to actually do with this technology, mm. like. If your Mario came into Microsoft Teams, I guess the blockchain is how you would authenticate your ownership of that, I think. Like, I, I 
Congratulations, you added apps to PlayStation this Home. Is, this is a stab in the dark at what they are getting at trying to build with this thing. I think that's where it's going. Also, this is apparently all Jason Rubin's fault, which I find very funny. NFTs or the... No, the, 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 the metaverse. metaverse stuff. Like, metaverse. he apparently uh, came up with that in some sort of email chain like three or four years ago, and now it's all his fault. You're saying Jason Rubin is the worm tongue whispering into Mark Zuckerberg's ear? Don't know that guy very well. I'll just say that uh, that's unfortunate. Mm. That he is now the the metaverse person. I sure, whatever. I don't know. Like it, it is again to me just trying to read the tea leaves here. Like it's all reaching enough of a critical mass that I f- feel like somebody's going to actually try to make something out of it at this point. Add remove program uninstall. That's stuff is what not, I, that's where I'm at. Stuff is most likely not just going to go poof in a few more months, which is what I had previously assumed was going to happen. But it's it, hard to say. It's hard to say. I, I mean, yeah. And there's there's probably some interesting parts of this. Again, aside from all the other complicating factors, that would be good to have proof of ownership on some things, you know. Uh, but when you introduce the thing, the way this is introduced is probably the most nefarious sounding stuff. You know, the most commercialized, the most how are we going to make our next big buck way yeah, it's, it's all, hard not to just be all, a cynic. All all of the all of the messaging is coming out of the world of investment and finance and yes. corporate leadership. Like that's yes. why that's why it all sounds so sinister. It, it, it is, yeah. It's it's not coming from some novel or or some place that sounds like, hey, this is going to be a good way for us to keep you safer online or track assets or keep your identity. Right. Like here's here's, here's what we can do with this that we couldn't do before. It is just here's how we can sell more shit in more places. Here's how yeah. we can make money from this thing that everyone is trying to extract money from. Yes, it it, it brings me a little bit back. This is a gross oversimplification, but remember a lot of the conversations early on about DLC. Why yes. isn't it just in the game, right? And it was like, okay, yeah, you make a game, you make a platform. Now they're carving out pieces of things. There are skins that used to be in unlocks in the game. And like, you know, there were conversations and valid conversations and discussions about that at the time. And we've all grown decades and decades past that. And now we're like so far through the looking glass on this stuff to be like, I don't even know what ownership is. I don't, I really, you have to define ownership to me at this point. I actually don't know what it means. Like what, do would I own a thing? I don't even know. Are we? I, I wish I had an answer for you, man. I'm sorry. Like when I when I get my Etio skin, Ubisoft gets ten percent. I get five percent when I transfer. Like, what are we doing? You've you know, Where are my you never, play I mean, points? Yeah, you you have always possessed a license to continue using that Etio skin. Oh man! Right, until anyway. such time as it is revoked for whatever reason ongoing by the time we this thing airs i'm sure the story will have changed also but uh <sighs> it's one of those things i feel like every time we talk about there are people who know what this thing is i do not no um, I, I genuinely don't think that's the case like i, I actually <laughs> no i am serious i am like, dead fucking serious about that like nobody actually knows what this is somebody like, must be working on something that's like okay here's the white paper for it here's tons of people work. are working on stuff but like nobody again mm. nobody has there is no unified vision for like Neil Stevenson is spinning in his grave, okay? <laughs> like, he is ruining the day that he published Snow Crash for what this has done. Look, but, all I know is that the only people who know what's going on with any of this shit are the ones that are currently figuring out which non-extradition countries they are going to flee to when it all blows up. It's, it's Mars. It's uh, It's got the rocket ships ready to go. Saying, blast off. 
saying most of most of the metaverse development is taking place in Transnistria. I shrugged. You can see that on the podcast, yeah, but I, yeah, I did a big I old cartoon shrug. So, yeah. All right. Um, discuss. Any of you listening? Go discuss. Mm. Uh, what else we got, Brad? I, there's yeah. Man. I imagine the rest uh, of these stories are a little less heated. Well, let's just let's just whip through these. Amy Hennig is making a Marvel game. She co-announced with Marvel. Oh, that's part of her new studio. Now she they has not said what Marvel property. Yeah, though, right? they really don't at all get into what like that could mean about a bajillion different things. Uh, you assume it's some existing Marvel IP, although they describe it as like an original game. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think? Um, you think that relationship was forged anywhere with the Star Wars stuff? Like, you, you could just, you know, uh, is it, or it's just, it doesn't matter because Disney owns everything and it, that's irrelevant. That's probably part of it. I mean, here's, I mean it's I mean, Skydance, right? That's yeah, the, her new studio is with Skydance, who obviously is all over the place in entertainment yeah. already. So, like, that, you know, that's like one phone call away. Right. So, it kind of doesn't matter, really, yeah. that there was a, yeah. a previous Star Wars thing. Uh, her, uh, her creative, I believe her creative partner from that canceled Star Wars game she was working on mm-hmm. is is working with her on this Marvel game, though. Right. For what that's worth. Um, all right. Listen, it's, it seems perfect for her. Like, yeah. she actually, I mean, she straight up. I believe she, yeah, she straight up uses the phrase pulp adventure genre in the statement saying like, you know, Marvel, Marvel universe epitomizes the pulp adventure genre that I adore. Like that is uncharted, right? Like the spirit, the spirit of the uncharted franchise and the current state of like the Marvel cinematic universe is like, that's like a single circle in the Venn diagram, right? Like the tone of those is like right there. So yep. Um, She absolutely has the chops to make a game that feels like modern Marvel, what that will be, who knows? Yeah. And yeah. there's tons of things that they have not really touched, you know, like there are tons of properties that either both in, haven't been in the cinematic universe at all, or just even if they have, they have not really branched out into other mediums. So like there's any number of those they could go with here. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what that IP will be. It has to be an established IP. So they can't, I would think they can't so. be creating something brand new just for this, but, but you know, Marvel Man, isn't giving out exclusive says, licenses anymore. Like they're it, just giving it to anyone who wants to do stuff. <laughs> Which is it not a bad say, thing. Yeah, it does say completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe, which sounds like it fits into that same bucket as Insomniac Spider-Man and this Guardians, and Guardians. of the Galaxy game. So yeah. like, that sounds promising. That Make seems to be a where... Squirrel Girl game. <laughs> it's, it's a great... It's a, you touch so many things. It's got a good sense of humor. It's time is now. Like that, that story-driven game where the property tries to be its own thing within the game and not just aping the mm-hmm. movies yes. as much as possible seems like the best fit for marvel games so that seems promising that but there's very little that is just that's that's just hey we have we have initiated the business deal and now development can begin see you in the next five years yes something Uh, like that what else bug snacks you want more bug snacks would you like a giant bunger okay i would like a giant bunger but i think i'm okay with bug snacks do you want a big bunger yeah i want a big bunger 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 I love bunger. it when you call me Big Bunga. I don't. It's, I don't. It's like a, don't it's like, call me Big It's like bunger. a double decker bunger. Okay. Uh, prehistoric bunger. It's, uh, it's a McBunger LT. What am I helping out here? What's okay. A, uh, a Big Kahuna bunger. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. You're bungling this one. Oh boy. Uh, uh, what? What's going on? B- Bugs and axe. I'm all done. I'm good. I figured out. I got the story. I'm all set. Free update, man. Okay. Free. I'll take update. it. You sure it's free? Do I own it? Free. Yeah. 
You don't even have to get on the blockchain. It's just free. Sure? <laughs> wow. 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 It's just free. Young horses yeah. would never do that to you. Get on that snack chain. Um, the Isle of Big Snacks. Sounds like it's a lot of content, actually. Like, it's it's a whole new area. Mm. They're bolting onto the original game. This says over 100 challenges and 30 quests, which kind of sounds like a lot. Uh, a dozen new bug snacks, and they all appear to be big. <laughs> they're like dinosaurs. They're like prehistoric bug snacks. Um, um, and they're doing, like, like, house building. Yeah, decorations. Like, and there's a little bit of an Animal Crossing thing in there now. If you can unlock a bunch of, like, house furnishings and build out a house in the village. So... I will be yeah. curious to see how this integrates into the uh, campaign of that game. Yeah, this uh, this came out of that, that state of play last week that happened, I think, while we were streaming something else. And I came out of that stream going, well, time to go catch up on all the news out of that state of play. And this was the only thing. Bunger, bunger. So there was not a whole lot there. Uh, but hey, it's free. I think it's early next year. Okay. I like bug snacks. I don't yeah. love bug snacks, but I like I, bug snacks. I I have always meant to go back and finish that, and this seems like a good excuse to fire it back up. Sure. Um. Uh, anything else we want to get to here? Real real quick. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about this switch? Do you want to talk about Gary Bowser? I. Okay. This is a Nintendo story involving yeah. Gary Bowser, which has <laughs> just gotten very confusing because it was funny when Doug Bowser was involved uh-huh. with Nintendo. Yeah. Make your jokes. Go ahead. How many Bow- what's going on? Gary Gary Bowser uh is a member of the hacker group team executor, executor, I'm not sure how they <laughs> Executor, I believe is the ter- term. Uh he he is a purveyor of Switch or Nintendo modification devices, let's say. It's actually kind of a frightening story. Yeah, uh, I did not realize. Hold on. There is um let's see. Oh, I'm looking for the name of the act. Uh, where is that trafficking and circumvention devices conspiracy to circumvent technological measures. Yeah. There's some like serious stuff in this. There's some uh, stuff that there's apparently like some laws on the books. I was not aware of. I can't find the name of the actual, Oh, was it like the international one? Like the, like the one that seemed like it was, like, uh, oh, this, this may have been a different story I was looking at that had that information in it. Um, anyway, yeah. Like I did not realize that mod ship type devices apparently run afoul of the law these days like that. I didn't realize legislation had caught up to that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you want to run down the top level of this? Like what would happen? Here? Anyway, he is, he is a, he was hit with a bunch of felony counts and he is offering to pay Nintendo four and a half million dollars for all, but two of those counts to be waived. Yeah. But those two charges could still land him up to 10 years in prison. So this is a pretty fucking hefty legal situation. He is in. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is five up to five years each. Yes. So that's so, eleven yes. felony counts, including wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and then pleading guilty instead of going to trial, pleading guilty to trafficking in circumvention devices and trafficking in circumvention devices. I had never heard of that. And then conspiracy to circumvent technological measures and to traffic in circumvention devices. Yes. Again, the defendant's name is Gary Bowser. Gary Bowser. Uh, I just. Forgive me for being flipped. My first response to the story was, has he called his uncle Doug? Yeah, right. Seriously. Like too many Bowsers. It's confusing. The other weird thing about this plea though, is I I believe it said that, uh, Mr. Bowser here is going to try and out the other members of the, one of, one of the three is still at large. This says, yeah, it's kind of a wild story. 
Installing mod chips in Transnistria right next to all those metaverse developers. <laughs> Turns out when you float 25 years in federal prison, you uh, maybe drop dime on your friends. I, I guess so. That is some serious business. Like Nintendo, mm. everybody's favorite Nintendo just gets you in the dark room and rolls up the sleeves. Holy cow. Yeah. It's, uh, they're not kidding around. I didn't. I actually did not know. We don't have to get too much into it because I didn't do any research here. But I did not know that like mod type devices, like hardware mod hardware mods for piracy were as still as big a deal as they apparently are. Mm. Like they are mods all over the place, of course, but yeah, they're still out there, but I don't think these laws, I, I don't know how old these laws are, but I don't think they were what they are now at the time when it was sort of like the height of modding early mm. playstations and, you know, drink or whatever other consoles. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is fairly recent legislation, though. I could be a hundred percent wrong about that. Well, again, talk about not owning the thing you buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, I mean, that's some serious stuff going on there. Yes. <clears throat> All Don't right, copy that floppy. Yes. Do uh, check out these job listings I did software. Okay. If okay. you're an artist who is quote well versed in fantasy and sci-fi art styles, they what are hiring. Some art positions that multiple times specifically mention proficiency in both fantasy and sci-fi, which suggests only one thing to me. They're making a new Quake in-house. Okay. I think you're probably right. I don't know, but like, like, there's nothing else it could be in my mind. Like, first of all, you know, rumors of a Quake reboot have been swirling for a while. People seem to think that Machine Games was involved at one point. Maybe they still are, but they're doing Indiana Jones now. Yeah, they could. Maybe they could be expanding to be a multi-game studio. Um, but they could just be doing Indiana Jones. But what if it's um? What if it's not the Quake you want, Brad? What if it just comes out and it's? Another, oh, I have no idea what it will. Like yeah. I can't. I don't. I can't even define the Quake that I would want. <laughs> Fast, I assume. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it's just. Quake Quake One is such an incoherent product that I don't even know what a modern Quake looks like. I genuinely mm. don't. Especially if they're doing the story reboot route that they like did with Doom, Doom 2016. Yeah. Like I would love to see their take on something like that. Because Doom was so irreverent toward the legacy of Doom that it was just <laughs> incredible. Um Is there a world where Doom and Quake could meet? Is eh. that could those universes cross over in any Gobots, yeah, Rock Lords kind of thing? Uh, that'd like, be cool. Like looking at this where it says fantasy and sci-fi art styles, like the entire Doom aesthetic is contained in a single Iron Maiden heavy like heavy metal album cover. Like <laughs> it's literally Doom is literally demons and mech shit. And what know? is Quake? Quake is like Lovecraft and like Borg. Like, sure. Well that like, stuff came in later. Like okay. the first if if they're truly rebooting Quake One, like it's some Lovecraft here, some like military there, some sci-fi there, because like it was, frankly, it was a very troubled development, and I don't think they quite knew what they were making okay. until they finally shoved the game out the door. Um, but again, the fact that these, the fact that these job listings seem to be referencing that incoherence, kind of makes me excited. Makes me think they understand what a weird thing Quake was, and maybe they have some weird ideas for it. Because uh, like the, like the doom they made in 2016 was like in no world was that the doom reboot that I envisioned anyone ever making. And that's what was so excited about exciting about it. Yes. So I, I hope they've got similar ideas for a new quake. 
if that well, is in fact what they were doing. Well, if you are well versed in the fantasy and sci-fi art styles, well, get out there and you know, I guess go work for Microsoft. Like, like the, I mean, I'm sure people have heard me ramble about this ad nauseum at this point, but like the thing that's so amazing about that Doom reboot is that Doom guy is the most nothing video game protagonist in the history of fucking video games. Right? More than Quake guy. Yes, absolutely. Because at yeah, least okay. you saw Quake Guy plenty while playing multiplayer. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Like, Doom Guy to most people in 1993 was like, let's say, what, about three dozen frames of animation in <laughs> a tiny little window for his face at the bottom? Uh-huh. No speaking role, no name, no nothing. Like, it is not even a protagonist. Okay. And they completely inverted that by turning him into a literal avenging God, angel from yeah. God. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, it's pretty good. The complete inversion of the whole nature of what Doom and the Doom guy were, were is, is what was so crazy about that thing. And I would love to see them go completely off the rails with Quake in a similar way. Um, yeah, um, yeah, listen, I like video games. Make them fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not fun. Sometimes they're sad and they're good. Sometimes video games are art. Video games contain multitudes. Just like this podcast, we contain multitudes. And just like this podcast, one of those tudes is uh, is wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> it's taking another its, another yeah. one is gratitude. Oh, that's very good. That, that was very well done. Thank you. Um, and on that tude... Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to this year's show. Of course, uh, we say it every week, but we couldn't do it without you. You make it all possible. This year's show and everything Nextlander does. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash Nextlander. Check out the tiers there on our Patreon, which helps support everything we do. You also support us just by listening, watching, hanging out, sending those good vibes, and being generally very cool people. One of the tiers on Patreon, the Mysterious Benefactor tier, gets a shout-out on this here podcast. And Alex Navarro, would you like to shout-out those Mysterious Benefactors this week? I would not like to, Vinny. I would mm-hmm. love to. I love it. Thank you. All right. This week's Mysterious Benefactors are Aaron Gonzalez-Beer, Andrew Jackson, Nick Donegan, Mark Wilhelm, Matthew Herrig, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Brian Murphy, Anders Buge, Conrad Kuzman, The Bunny Fiend, John McGinnis, Jack Einecker, James Smith, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, John Hubbard, Jad Rita, Andrew Slosky, Sean Miller, Matt, Peter Reardon, Robert Fisher, Thomas Lynn, Rick Button, Skywarp, Evan Cook, Statics, Steve Lynn, JM, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas. What are we doing here? I don't know. Jerry Lee, Brian D, Joseph Regan, Ninja Ducky, Tyler Treese, Edward Chick, Mark Allenbach, Kevin Velado, Gary Pejsky, Rob M, Nelson LeBlanc, Devin Maestro Hall, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, and It Me, JP. Thank you to everybody who has supported us and thank you to the Mysterious Benefactors. And that is going to do it for this week's show. What a week, folks. Oh my gosh. We have some stuff coming up um, for the rest of this week if you want to tune in. If you missed it, we have a Hitman uh, up on the site now. 
We've got uh, Alex and I have played through some more of House of Ashes, the archive of which I need to get up right after this podcast. It has been a busy week. Uh, we actually recorded an interview, which we will be having on next week's show in the podcast. Uh, very fun there. More information about that coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is, um, uh, I, I had a very good time. Alex uh, was there with me. So we'll have another interview. Those are fun to do. Uh, developer interview. Yes. And um, we uh, have Brad playing some VR uh, in Resident Evil 7 uh, going up on a Thursday uh, we have Alex playing some ghost hunting going up Thursday in the morning, and we will be doing some extra life on Friday at 1 PM. We're going to go for about three hours in a block there to try and raise some money. I have been informed. I should not be saying, uh, something Dude, I, I've been informed. It is, is very beneficial for the, heard. it is I, very, I, very beneficial for the kids. This was like the first thing I read when I sat down at the computer this morning and it like just about that really, really cast a pall over the day. Apparently for the kids no longer. Apparently you can't say that about extra life anymore. It's been copyrighted or something. Apparently uh, apparently some trademark claims were laid to that phrase. Well, I think it benefits the children. So they uh, have a new phrase, but. Hopefully it pays the phrase that pays. So you can join us, (laughs) join us. You can join us over at our Twitch channel. We're going to be doing that. We're going to roll up with part of the giant bomb team, try and raise as much money as possible. Uh, do a variety of stuff. We're still kind of sorting it all out, but we've got a block for about three hours there. Um, um, and you know, we're putting it together, uh, for that window for donations. So if you can join us and you can donate, that would be great. We do appreciate it. I'm sure they do very much as well. Uh, any other housekeeping business? No, I'll be playing a um, highly anticipated video game in the coming hours. Ooh. But we'll have more to say soon about that. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get out of here. Thanks again, everybody, for listening and watching and uh, uh, discussing and supporting. Really. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>